How about Steel Man working for the show, huh? He's a good teammate, isn't he? He uh, he hunted down some audio from Jackson Arnold that we'll get to coming up in our top five stories of the day, presented by Newcastle Casino. With Josh Helmer, I'm Chris Plank. Do you know what would make the 4th of July weekend truly an incredible an incredible sports weekend? A Deshaun Watson announcement on, like, Sunday. Right? Sure. I mean, yeah, we've of, had plenty of news. We could use that news. We've had the three days of hearings. and it, I, I say hearings, but of his case being presented. Now, if that hits, oh, you know what's going to happen on Sunday, though? Kevin Durant's going to get traded. You heard the rumor that old Windhorst is thrown around out there? What's uh, our man, Mr. Windhorst? I'll play, it for, I'll, I'll play it for you after we talk to USC Brian. How's that? Is he trying to float the idea of him coming back to OKC? No, I think I'm the only one that's trying yeah, to float the idea too, of him coming too tasty. back. I think I'm the only one. I, In fact, I literally tried to take advantage of my connections. I was listening to Sirius XM NBA Radio last night. It's a great show. Howard Beck and Evan Cohen. And Evan is the host of the show that I fill in on, on Mad Dog. And I reached out to him like, Evan, come on, give me the Oklahoma City Thunder trade. And when he laid it out, some of these trade scenarios – I mean, you're giving away four – and, and then you stop and you realize it is Kevin Durant, arguably the best player in the NBA right now. But it was like three first-round picks and four players. It was Dort, um, Giddy. He had like two others for Kevin Durant. And I was like, ah. I mean, I want Kevin Durant, but I don't know if I'm ready to give all that up for him. I'd love and, – and he's you've got three years left on a deal. So you're getting him with three years left on his contract. Right. So I, three years player control. But listen, we're not here about that to talk about that right now. We're here to talk about USC and UCLA bolting the Pac-12, imploding the alliance, and headed to the big backstabbers. Game. But USC Brian, I don't know how USC Brian feels. What's got USC Brian? Good morning. How are you on that Riverwind Casino line? You know, it's always good in the neighborhood when my team pulls off one of the biggest coups in history. I love it. I'm just over the moon on this one. It's it's perfect. Now we get to beat up on a Big Ten ham and eggers as much as we want now. <laughs> the Big Ten ham and eggers? Well, aren't you worried about your boys, these these West Coast dudes being in the 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 middle of winter and playing in no. East Lansing and Ann no. Arbor? No? Okay. No, because because we knew the job was dangerous when we took it. So hey, if we were worried, we wouldn't even went that way. So, you know, and everybody was saying, oh, Lincoln Riley is trying to avoid the, the Big Ten and the SEC. That's why he goes to the Pac-12. But if they pull this off, what's going to happen is it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up being three huge leagues. Oh, it's yeah. going to be the Big Ten. It's going to be the SEC. And then you're going to have a, another – this is, this is my crazy one here. Okay. The Big 12, Pac-12 merge. There's your three. Well, apparently the Big 12 doesn't see any reason to talk about it, so maybe the Pac-12 becomes predatory here. I don't know. The three three major conferences you're going to have are the Big Ten, the SEC, and then the leftovers. (laughs) Yeah, and the the leftovers will probably come out of the Big 12, Pac-12. And and then, you know, here's my question. All right, so we were bantying this about during the break. Um, If you're – the SEC. You have two conferences that are at 16 right now, and your mm-hmm. push is to 20. 
is that next battle for Notre Dame? That's the next battle yes. between the SEC and the Big well, Ten, right? N- well, Notre Absolutely. Dame is not Notre Dame is not going to the Big Ten because they hate the Big Ten. The only reason they have the Big Ten in all the other sports is because they needed some place to place to go. But I see the I see Notre Dame going to the SEC as well as Clemson. Gosh, that's pretty tasty. Yeah, it, I mean, if that happens, then Notre Dame, Clemson, Florida State, Miami. Or eh. do or let me ask this. Let me ask this. Do you concede Oregon to the Big Ten, or oh, do yeah. you, or do you say, "Hey, I wouldn't mind expanding that footprint, get some of that Phil Knight"? They're going to be there. They would be part of that third league. I'm telling okay. you. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. And because see, think about it. They're not any bad teams if, if you if you're taking all the leftovers of the Pac-12 and the and the, and the leftovers of the Big Twelve. Put them together. That's not a bad league. Yeah, but they're not all going to be there. I mean, the Oregon and Washington have already filed for membership to the Big Ten. Well, so. that, I mean, that's, that, that's fine, but you still have a lot of other teams there. Plus, you forget about BYU. You forget about all the uh, Cincinnati, all those other ones that ha- have already committed to Big 12. You're not going to have a bad league. It's not going to be a great league, but, hey. It's not. It's not nothing to sneeze at. No, I so, agree. I, I think it's a nice collection of schools. I just, I don't think the dust has settled on a lot of this, Brian. Oh and, no! Oh no! It, we're just really getting started. And Plank, you want you want to throw some uh, uh, another thing into that NBA mix? Think about this. If Durant does come back to the Thunder, I say um, LeBron probably plays another year. He retires. He comes in. He makes a. He makes a big bid to buy the Thunder, and then he moves the Thunder to Las Vegas. Because well, remember, he's been wanting to talk. Yeah, he does. They, they want an NBA team in Vegas, and they're, they've been rumored to have the Thunder going to Vegas. Huh. So he goes to Vegas. He comes out of retirement. Then he gets to play with his son, Bronny, on that team. Oh, interesting. Hey, USC Brian, have a great day, man. I hope you enjoy you your too, 4th my of brother. July weekend. Have a good weekend. Dude, Steelman is just working for us today. He's grinding. My guy. I like having, I like being back in the studio. All right, a lot to uh, unpack there. Number one, I, I don't think OKC is moving to Vegas. I think they're going to get two more expansion teams. I think they're going to do. I think the NBA is going to do what baseball is going to do. They're going to add two more teams. And by the way, can we? Can I just stop one thing? Quit. Mont- Montreal is not a good baseball town. It was terrible. It's just. Uh, People get so – I think part of this, no offense, is like Jeff Brucolari's diehard f- excitement for the, the Expos. But I just I, – not Montreal. Well, but I could see Nashville being in play here for baseball. But in the NBA, they're going to put an expansion team in Vegas, right? I mean, that's what's yes. going to happen. Yes. It's a matter of when, not if. The and summer league's been there. They've had a longstanding relationship <laughs> with the city. By the way, I love – I love USC Bride. I love USC Bride. Him and Bill have been the, the biggest topics in the last two days in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Here's one. Uh, USC Bride is up next. Thanks for the heads up. I'll bounce my head off concrete instead. <laughs> and then here's one for the 903. USC Bride does realize Alex Grinch and Roy Manning, our defensive coaches at USC, won't be able to stop big boy O-line play. What? How does my guy, Alex Grinch and Roy Manning, catch strays on this show today? <laughs> if they were still here, you'd be talking about Speed D, all right? Calm down. It's okay. 
Let them go. Let them go live their lives. That espionage from Roy Manning has not gone unfor. But you know what? I'm still amazed that it, that it just the whole realm of everything that happened, it's disappeared. It's like, wait a minute, he was recruiting for two schools? Nothing? Okay. Well, in the landscape of Kevin Warren sitting up in front of a set of television cameras and microphones and talking about this is what's right for college sports and then backstabbing both of those two individuals, <laughs> you know, m- maybe that isn't the highest concern. Oh, man. This, man, yesterday's so wild to think about. I've just got so many thoughts to where this thing is headed. Which schools are next? How how many do the Big Ten and SEC ultimately add? Plank, I can see a scenario to where basically you, you get to the NFL junior here and the national champion of college football is – the two champions of the Big Ten and the SEC squared off, and it's sort of Super Bowl Junior. Agreed. Repose this. Repose this. We got time? We got a little room to roam here? We got all the time. Okay. It's July 4th. <laughs> and we're off Monday and Tuesday. That's right. Though I am working Monday and Tuesday. Um We're eventually going to get to 20 with both conferences, right? Let's just live in that world. That Let's live hypothetically in that world. And that means eight spots. Eight spots available. In two conferences. So, and where's that text? There, there's a really good text on this. Let me go to the prep. Wait, what? Hold on. Sid Romero's the hitting coach at Duke? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Whoever sent that, thank you. I, I haven't been, I haven't been living on softball Twitter since since Holly Road triggered me this morning on a pitch clock. There's a pitch clock already in softball. Um. Anyway, th- this this text got me thinking, guys. The Big Ten is only looking at AAU institutions. OU was never in consideration for them. If you want to see who else the Big Ten is targeting, look at AAU list and compare it to their football programs. Now, again, I want to make this very clear. I don't know if that is as staunch of a rule as it was because are they kicking Nebraska out of the league? No, they're not an AAU school. So I don't I don't think I, I appreciate this list and he goes down through this is a great, great air comfort solutions deck. A great text. But you know, he lists Virginia, maybe, Utah. These are all schools that are AAU schools, right? Oregon, likely. North Carolina, likely. Don't forget about basketball being a massive deal in the Big Ten. Where's, where's Kyle Walton at? I need Kyle Walton to help me out on this. Um, Arizona's an AAU school, maybe, right? Maybe. They're terrible at football, but maybe. Um, Washington, possibly. He goes, that's the list you should focus on for the next Big Ten move. Not Oklahoma State, not Iowa State. Okay, he- hear me out, all right? I don't think Oklahoma State's ever been in play for the Big Ten. And I feel bad for Oklahoma State fans who got hooked. Do I think OSU reached out whenever OU and Texas left? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they reached out to a lot of places because they have a very proactive leader in Chad Weiberg and their new president. They they get it. They're, they're sharp people. But even even though the Twitter fingers get a little bit too carried away every now and then for the president, that's fine. I'm I'd be, I would have been mad, too, if I was in that situation. Hi, welcome to your job as the president. Oh, by the way, the two bell cows of our conference are leaving, and one of them is our in-state rival. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad, too. But let's just play this hypothetical world. 
the six teams, right? We're, we're in a battle. Wait, is that right or is it? Eight. Eight, sorry. Eight spots left. Eight spots left. Notre Dame is the bell of the ball. They're, they're it. They're the it. They're, Alyssa, they're 1989 Alyssa Milano. They're it. Mm-hmm. All right? They're number one, number one. Then Clemson, Miami, Florida, Florida State. State, Oregon. I think Oregon's a very, very impressive chip on the table. I don't see a team leaving the SEC for the Big Ten or vice versa. There's some people that are like, I hear Missouri might be going to the Big Ten. <laughs> if, if the SEC, it'd be like, bye. I mean, literally, they'd be gone. But – I don't think anyone's leaving a conference to go somewhere else. But that that leaves, depending on how you feel about an Arizona, an Arizona State, or a Washington, right? It leaves three spots kind of up for grabs, hypothetically, in our minds. Because I think North Carolina is going to play a role. I think that's a really good point. That the uh, um, AAU's positive for sure. them for the Big Ten is a good sign. Big, big, big time. I, I don't think that football is improved. I don't think you can rule out somewhere like a Virginia. But if you're, let's just, and I know that right now I, with Greg Sankey and the SEC, I don't know what kind of pull OU or Texas might have. But if you're Oklahoma, would you go pound the table? for the SEC to give a look at Oklahoma State. If Notre Dame goes to, well, you're thinking Syracuse? I'm just thinking TV markets. Okay, okay. Which is funny because Bob Bowlesby always joked about how the Big Ten expanded into Maryland and Rutgers for the TV market, and people shouldn't do that, and it's exactly what's happening now some 10 years later. But I digress. I didn't mean to submarine you here. No, no, I just saw you Google Syracuse football. I was like, huh, interesting. But would you pound the table for OSU if you're Oklahoma? Say, listen, we, we, we want Oklahoma State in here with us. I don't think Texas would for anyone. Right? I don't think they're, get us Texas Tech in here. <laughs> I don't think they would. And I don't, I mean, again, it would be kind of a passion play, right? You're, you're, it's one of your rivals. It's it's a school that you've had a long standing relationship with, or do you just you're like, hey, if you we're happy to be in the SEC, we don't need anything else. Put us with Texas, where we play Texas every year, and wouldn't mind having Arkansas as one of the three regular opponents. But if that doesn't happen and it's not A and M, whatever you guys want to do, I mean. Are you in a position when you think about eight spots that are up for grab? If we look at the Big Ten and the SEC expanding to twenty teams each, are you pounding the table for Oklahoma State if you're an Oklahoma administrator or as a fan? Just I don't know if you're pounding the table for Oklahoma as I'm, State. I'm by the way pounding the table here like it makes a difference in in any of this. So I apologize. I don't know that you're pounding the table for Oklahoma State, but. I definitely think you could say, hey, this is a really good program across the board in its athletics. Great football program of late. Mm-hmm. Look at what historically they've been able to do in basketball, softball, baseball. <laughs> I think you're saying, hey, take a look here. But ultimately, I just think administrators are more business people than ever before. And I think business people will be business people. 
and they will say, show me the bottom line with all of these different schools we can add. And to our texter that sent us that comprehensive list. That was of, a really good text, by the way. I'm not trying to S on it. I just I don't know if that's as big of a deal as it once was. I, no, I don't think it's the driving force here either. I think we, we go back to that list that we broke down. Plank, I want to say before last football season where we were talking about, okay, what do the $5 million games or what do the $5 million games look like? And not the $5 million games. I guess you could describe them in that sense. The the games that had five million eyeballs on it, right? Right. Clemson, they're a part of those games. Florida State, they're a part of some of those games. Miami, again, a part of some of those games. We know Notre Dame has been a part of some of those games. So that's the schools that you're choosing from. It no longer has to do, I don't think, for the Big Ten. It, would that be a nice piece of the puzzle? The AAU factor? Sure. Sure. If you they can, if they can add somebody that has AAU membership, and oh by the way, they're also a regular four million club member, where the the games that they're taking part in have those types of eyeball eyeballs on them. I mean, that's what everybody's after. I don't know. It, it, it's it's really it, it's it's a real fun time for us. It's a real fun time for content creators. But then in the real world where this matters, I, I don't I don't know. And, and maybe and maybe it's a situation where, you know, for Oklahoma State, if they were gonna be in any of these conversations, we would we would have already heard it. But I'm I'm again gonna tell you, I I was blindsided by this yesterday. I was blown away. Not that USC and, and UCLA left the Pac-12, but I honestly thought if they did, it would be for the SEC. I really did. How much of that grant of rights matter now in the ACC? <laughs> so, how much does that truly matter in the whole? Could you? But think about this. Just and again, we have to break. But as a sidebar to it, Josh, there's so many cool natural rivalries for the ACC to have. You know, can you imagine? Florida and Miami regularly playing each other. Get Florida State in there. Clemson and South Carolina. Brent Venables at Oklahoma taking on Dabo and Clemson. I mean, there'd be and, – and, and, again, I, I know Brent would not like that. That would be a heartbreak. It'd be tough for him. You can just hear when he talks about Dabo how much he means to him. But there's so many possibilities that are still out there. Made for television. And, and, and we haven't even had one season yet with OU or Texas well, in the SEC. And the more this climbs, Plank, in terms of the number of schools in these conferences, I think the other thing that we have to consider is are non-conference games just about to be gone? Let's talk about that next. We'll get to that next. It's Plank Show on a Friday. This ended up being a, a hell of a sports news 24-hour, 48-hour cycle. We'll get to more of your text in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hour 2 brought to you by Allison Insurance, 405-745-2968 with Josh Helmer at Josh on Ref. I'm Chris Plank at Plank Show. And everybody, go follow us at KREF Sports. This is the home of Sooner fans. Dude, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm getting a little... The Sid, the Sid news kind of hit me. I didn't expect that, and I knew that something was coming because I mean, you think about it, Josh. And I, when I came to Norman, when I moved here in the f- summer of fifteen, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show, 
my first year calling softball then became the 16 season. So, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19, four years when Sid Romero was a player. In 20, she was a grad assistant, but the, everything got shut down with COVID. So 21 and then now 22, she's been there from day one. It was her and Fale that were sitting behind me on the bus whenever, you know, I'd take my first bus trips, and it's just, gosh, man. I'm, I'm incredibly excited. Sid Romero, by the way, has been hired by Duke to be their hitting coach. So I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon excited for her. But, yeah, I guess that leaves what, Jackie? You, me, and JT as those who officially started in 2016 – I don't know what Foley's doing. Foley did take a year where she went to Ole Miss, so congrats to Sid. A lot of movement on the coaching ranks. A lot of softball coaching movement. And, in fact, uh, Jessica Bame on Twitter, at mom underscore Bame, just sent me a, a, a series about Trisha Ford, which, if I'm Texas A&M, might make things a little bit uncomfortable with kind of the treatment that she had towards her players. But Oh, and by the way, one other quick softball note since I'm on it. Alina Torres officially to Oklahoma yesterday, which means now are you guys gonna get, are you guys gonna scoop everyone and get her on locked on Sooners? No, <laughs> that's all. I went back and watched that. You guys did a really good job. She was good. Thank you, Alex Straco. That was really good. Like John, no softball. Not to say that I ever doubt him, but he was asking good questions. I knew you would, but he was asking good questions. It's like whoa, that's a good question. We'd love to have Torres on. There has been a request <laughs> filed. <laughs> All right. Um, I felt like I teased something, and I completely forgot what I teased. We're way behind on our NBA talk. Dude, I lived free agent signing last night. Lived it. And I was in my car for about three hours nonstop. You what know, were you doing? Bro, we had so much family stuff going on last night. It was crazy. Um, my daughter works out. So she had her training session that was at, uh, like, it's five. And she was freaking out because she had to be there early to sign up. So I went speeding down my neighborhood streets and got all the dirty looks from my neighbors. Sorry, fam. Then after that, after dropping off my daughter at her workout, I had to drive then. Oh, I forgot. This is a great story. I had to drive all the way to Moore to drop my youngest daughter off at a birthday party. Then after that, I had to drive all the way back to pick up my oldest, who was at the workout. All this whole time, I'm just consuming NBA trade news and free agent signings and Supermax deals. And I go all the way back to pick up my daughter. Well, I forgot to get something for my daughter out of my wife's car, so I had to drive all the way back. to my. It was – I probably burned a whole tank of gas last night. But so then, then, finally – my daughter calls, I'm done. Can you come pick me up from horse riding or wherever she was? And so I'm like, okay. She goes, oh, dad, you missed a turn. When I I'd picked her up, she's like, you missed the turn. I'm like, oh, gosh, hold on. Let me turn around. When I turned my car around, it just stopped working. Oh, my goodness. In the middle of Main Street in Washington, I look, and people fly down that road. I'm like, well, this is how it ends. So I'm not kidding. I'm, I, I, I'm turning into a driveway, and it just dies, like right in the middle of the road. So I tell him, I get out of the car. It's like tra- I, I heard the train commercial going in my, my hair. Don't stop on tracks. And I'm not on tracks. I'm looking, and I see a car coming. I got my flashers. Lights are on. So I push it because I'm strong, right? I push it off the road, 
gets off the side of the road, car goes by. I jump back in the car, and it starts and runs just fine. Well, that's good. I have no idea what happened. But and it's obviously, the, you made it here. I made it here. Did I you, made it home. Did you drive the same vehicle? Yeah, yeah. Huh. It's the weirdest thing ever. I don't know what's going on. Probably a good time for a little tune-up. Christian brother. Well, I just had one. I had one like three months ago. So Probably time for another one. Maybe. I, hey, I'm just going to tell you something. I know you guys tell me everything's great with this car, but it just stopped in the middle of the road whenever I was turning around the other Basically day. Basically decided it was done for it's a done. little cat maybe, maybe my Maybe my car was like, bro, this is too much in one night. I've been down this road four times enough. I don't think you understand this USC-UCLA news. I'm worn out. Now Kevin Durant, unbelievable. I'm taking uh, a break. So I okay, your choice. We can hit these texts. It's ten thirty two on the Home Sooner fans. I'm, I'm I got sweaty and got nervous just thinking about being out of that car last <laughs> night, and like literally telling Emma get out of the car, go down there and wait. And she's very she's like, God, car's gonna hit you. Have all these like flashbacks of like what a way that would be to go, right? What happened? Well, he had to get out of his car and push, and then magically when we got there, the car just started. It was a crazy thing, <laughs> but. We don't know. We don't know why he turned the car off. We, exactly. There was a part of me that was like, "Did I do that?" But like, a, every warning light came on. Anyway, um, your choice. Do you want me to get and finally pay off this tease about the rumor that wind horse is floating around? Yeah, since? yeah, yeah. Let's okay. hear that. Let's do this real quick. Then we we'll get to the air comfort solutions text line. So Brian Windhorse was openly mocked whenever he said. Uh, Brooklyn is preparing to lose both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and then Kyrie opted in, and everyone's like, oh, you're a dummy wind horse. You're an idiot. And then literally, like, less than 24 hours later, Kevin Durant did the whole Magic Johnson thing where Kyrie opts back in, and like, Kevin, you excited? He's like, "Eh, I'm going to be here for that. So here is is what wind horse, Brian wind horse, ESPN, is floating about KD and Kyrie's future. Oh, I guess. Wait for it in three, two. Oh, sorry. Richard is dancing around this, and we don't 100% know. (laughs) We know where KD is with the Nets. That is now over. We don't 100% know where KD is with Kyrie Irving. The league doesn't know. But it has been floated to me by executives that I'm sorry, I'm just loath to say it. I can't. I can't. Don't that do it. That if they were be kept together, that, that the Lakers would potentially have a package that you could trade for both of them. Let's go, but, Richard. But, but we don't. But we don't know. It's too. It's too fragile. It's too fragile That's because we just don't know where KD and Kyrie are if they're still interested in together. But oh. it would take. After seeing what happened when they were together. Almost no team. Wow. Almost no team with options would do it. But the Lakers don't have options. Mm. So that's the only place I heard it was possible. By the way, can you guys just let him talk? I yeah, mean, who are these dorks laughing? I think it was on it was on Get Up or First Take or something. And, <laughs> rabble, rabble, rabble. Thoughts? I don't think there's anything the Lakers could do trade-wise unless... What are they... Who are they trading? Right. Is Ant... Is Anthony, Russell, right? Well, Anthony Davis would have to be part of that deal. Or LeBron. True. Like, the idea of Kevin Durant and LeBron playing together, I just don't see that. Yeah, me neither. But Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Anthony Davis would be kind of interesting. It seems as if the place he could end up is Phoenix. And the deal would involve Mikhail Bridges um, and, and obviously a bunch of picks. But if... 
if I'm Brooklyn, you're going into full rebuild mode. Mode. You've got to find a place that Durant wants to go, and then you've got to find a place that can give you – well, I say that. Brooklyn can't be in rebuild mode. What am I talking about? They don't have any picks. They don't have any picks. They can't be in rebuild mode. they got to go out and win. Huh. Well, they got to get picks back. Somehow, but they want players too. It would have to involve Anthony Davis. That's the only way that happens. Anyway. We're not going to get too bogged down on the NBA because we have college football conference moves moves to talk about. Oh, oh, oh! I loved what SVP did last night too on Sports Center. Go ahead. Where he openly said, "You know, Kevin Durant's my favorite player to watch, so this is not anything against him, and I don't think he's a bad dude or nothing like that." But he said, "When are we going to see an NBA franchise just say, yeah, thanks for the trade request, Kevin, but.'" <laughs> Sorry. We're not doing it. You're, you're under contract. We want to keep you happy, but we're, we're not moving you. And did somebody somebody came back. I, I saw you know a lot of discourse about this very subject yesterday, and everybody's like, well, we saw that with Ben Simmons. They tried to strong-arm Ben Simmons, and guess what? He didn't play. It's like, yeah, well, Ben Simmons and Kevin Durant are not in the same stratosphere. Yeah, I mean, this is a much different world. <laughs> I mean, Ben Simmons probably did himself a favor by not playing. Yeah, so we can watch all the Instagram hype videos of him hitting a turnaround jumper and people people trying to sell you, oh, Ben Simmons got his jumper now, look out. No, no, he doesn't. I don't don't know. you think those are like two wildly different situations? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kevin Durant's probably the best player in the league. Yeah. yeah. Ben Simmons is not. Kevin Durant can shoot the basketball. Ben Simmons cannot it just it's so fascinating though the structure of the nba to where i mean kevin durant's gonna get traded right we don't know where you know I, I, i'm gonna go during the break i'm gonna go find what evan cohen had as the the trade package for okc what it would cost in his mind I'll, and i'll get your take on it in the top five stories today how's that sound just just, just as it's a, a scenario yes let, let's do that just imagine this like can you imagine if Patrick Mahomes walked into Kansas City's front office tomorrow and was like, well, I'm out. Time to trade me. <laughs> They'd say, yeah, well, tough stuff. We got you under contract for a decade, so yeah. you're sticking around. You're not, you're, not, you're not going anywhere. Good luck. You're not going anywhere. All right, quick break. When we come back, I want to hit these uh, Air Comfort Solutions texts. We, we floated the scenario of, hey, do you pound the table for Oklahoma State in the SEC if this expansion continues to grow like we think it will? Not a lot of positive reaction to that, but uh, eight spots. That's what we're looking at, right? Eight spots, Big Ten and the SEC. And the golden goose right now is Notre Dame. What are they thinking? We'll hear from Brady Quinn as well next on the Plank Show. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. We'll play it later. Welcome back into the Plank Show. I threw a poll on Twitter.com last night right before I went to bed. So it was – I wrote my – College football. Oh, can, can I can I do my? Are quick? you done with your magazines? Uh, I'm done with stories. Half. I I don't know. Is my deadline for Cade Horton today too? <laughs> because I got some work to do on that. But um, I wrote. Let's see how many words did we end up with last night? I wrote thirty eight hundred words on the Sooner football season. Nice. And I took. You know, in years past, I think we've done things like, hey, five players to keep an eye on. I went position by position and and picked a standout player or a guy to keep an eye on in each position. So can I pose the guy that I put at each position? And I will say open apologies to 
Michael Turk and whomever's going to kick this year. I didn't include specialists, though I think there's time if if Mark wants me to include uh, kickers, I can do it. I can do it. I don't know. We're on deadline a month before this thing comes out, so. I mean, our deadlines had usually been pretty nice, like usually around the 10th or the 11th. When the deadline's the first, it's like, whoa, that's pretty quick. And remember when you first – you know, got here, it was like deadlines were like the 18th or yeah, 20th. Now all of a sudden it's like, then it was like, I need an OU football preview by the first. Like, oh. Anyway, um, here's the guys I chose. Quarterback. I chose General Booty. because No, I'm kidding. Quarterback Dylan Gabriel kind of talking about his story about, you know, moving to Oklahoma, the numbers that he had, the relationship with Jeff Levy. Running back, pick Derek Gray. Because I found the most quotes on Eric Gray. But also... Because you forget how tough last year truly was for him, right? And, and again, I think for most people, you look at the numbers and that's ah, not that bad. What did he expect to come here and be the number one guy? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what he expected was to come here and be the bell cow. And it never materialized. Um, and then you had the terrible moment in the Bedlam game and you bounced back and had a stellar, stellar Alamo Bowl. Wide receiver. Mostly people talk about Marvin Mims and one Drake Stoops. I took Theo Weiss. I took the Weiss kid. Talked a little bit about and He had a decision to make, right? All these guys did, right? But Theo Weiss maybe more so. That incredible class of 2019, 3-5, which, which is a great lesson in calming down about recruiting rankings, right? Hazelwood, Bridges, both gone. Yep. For different reasons, obviously. And, and I'm I'm willing to bet that Dennis Simmons would have found a spot for Theo Wees at USC if he wanted to come out there. And, oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, I mean, immediately, Wees, I mean, the quote, I've, the quote I used was, that's my guy. He's always a 10. I might even say he's always an 11. I'm just excited and glad that I'm playing for him now. The rest is going to be history. It's a great quote. Um, offensive line. Can. Go ahead. McCade Mataglia. I went with Wanya Morris. Okay. And the reason. Dang it. The, the, the funny thing about going with Wanya Morris is I think I had him as one of my players to watch in last year's preseason. And I even wrote that. I'm like, listen, Kate. <laughs> Cade. Uh, Wanya Morris is penciled in as. The starting right tackle for the Sooners. I mean, do we agree? If if we're doing the starting lineup right now for the Sooners. he's Yeah, he's a starting tackle. Anton Harrison, Wanya Morris, right? Yes. Guards, we can debate a little bit, but Chris Murray. And Chris Murray's definitely one. McCain McCain Mataglia's the right, other. And then Andrew Raymond Center. That's, yep. that's our penciled-in starting lineup. Yeah, I mean, your starting five looks like it's pretty set in stone. But did we not say the same thing about Wanya Morris last year? Sure right. we did. Right. It's like, oh, with Tyrese and Marquise at guard, Wanya Morris at tackle. So it's I even wrote, it's like, listen, we're having the same conversation about Wanya Morris in 22 that we did in 21. Defensive lineman? Man, I I love me some Ethan Downs. And Is that who you wrote on? That's who I wrote on. I wrote a, and, and there's a great quote from Miguel Chavis. I don't think there's a guy on this team that loves this team or Oklahoma or his position more than Ethan Downs. Ethan Downs is the type of young man, practices over, and somebody maybe ripped off some tape and forgot to pick it up, which is a huge no-no for us here at Oklahoma. Nobody cleans up after Oklahoma. It's nobody else's job but ours. And Ethan Downs is, 
if anybody's going to be the guy to go pick it up, it's going to be Ethan Downs. And that's who he is, on and off the field. He's risen to the challenge. Linebacker, you know, come on, man, Danny Stutzman. I, I like writing about Danny. And then on the secondary side of things, I went with Woody Washington. So those were my guys that I wrote about. Not too earth-shattering, but those were the, I guess, you one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven dudes that I wrote about. Good choices. Right. And then I wrote a lot about Brent at the end of it. So All I, very important. Now, again, this is a little confusing as far as talking about the magazine because for the month of July, you'll be having the softball championship article that we wrote, which is really good. I hope everyone checks it out. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun writing about a team that won a championship, Josh. <laughs> so you guys can check that out. It's a great cover shot that uh, at OU Photo Guy used. But then in our August magazine, which comes out uh, first week of August, that's my OU football preview. All right, let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 from the 731. Though I still every so often, I want to I have like the Dave Garrett. TF number 464. Yeah, what does TF mean? I think it was the franchise is what it was. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. that's what he did. Uh, anyway, you're right. There's a slim chance of it happening. However, with the amount of money the Big Ten is presumably about to get with their next TV deal and the conference's heavy emphasis on research and academics, would Missouri leave the SEC? The SEC doesn't have buyout fees. There's no loyalty to conferences anymore. And that's the funny thing. Nobody lives the Vince McMahon mindset more than – I think the SEC does, where it's, eh, we want you here. If you go, good luck. Good luck. Yeah, actually, the SEC would be better off if they didn't I, have Missouri bring right. them down. You know it's a great um, academic school? Vanderbilt. Maybe the Big Ten should look at Vanderbilt. Well, you know what Dennis Dodd keeps floating around out there if you read his stuff over the last couple of years? He keeps asking the question, how long until the Big Ten or the SEC, would it be possible – for them to subtract teams. Yeah, I just... I don't know that I see that happening. I don't either. I mean, then we really... Boy, we, we've really... Opened a Pandora's box. Yeah, and we've totally cashed out, and... I don't know. Th then there's truly no loyalty on any level of this. Though, look, let's call it what it is. The SEC would make more money if they got rid of a couple of schools. Sure. Sure. And Missouri's one of them, by the way. Huh. But, yeah, if they, I mean, honestly, if they want to go, Missouri wants to go, then I think you say, hey, appreciate you guys being here. I don't think the Big Ten is going to take them. Best of luck. Because, again, yeah. I don't think they add money. Uh, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I completely spaced. Toby, I apologize. What kind of appeal do you think Kansas has to the Big Ten off the super secret text Toso line? Let's get into that next. I love it. From one at T-Row OU. This is the home of Sooner fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Ooh, I hit the post. I did a podcast last night with a friend what? of mine. With a friend of mine who is, uh, she's just starting her own podcast. That's cool. What yeah. is it? I don't know the name of it. And it's what's it about? Oklahomans, people that have made an impact on Oklahoma. That's cool. Um, I'm her second guest ever on the show. 
So yeah, thank you. I'll make sure to share the link. But it got it. it you play bowling for soup. It got me thinking about how it, quick uh, message, but how important the edge was to me. Whenever and I never worked there. I never worked with Chuck and that crew and RIP my man Greg Kozak. But without them, I think my boss would have fired me many, many moons ago. <laughs> would have been Audi. Why but, do you say that? Because they built me up to them. I don't know how. Maybe I was a little bit of a party boy. I don't know. But they, uh, we, our boss came to Clear Channel back in the day, Suprit Cone. And whenever he came over, they like kind of cleaned house. And I got to stick around. <laughs> We're going back. They went to, went to bat for you. And, yeah, and I think I, I think guys like Chuck Stickle said, "Oh, dude, Planks, keep him." Around. This is a star. So, so, I, and at that point, I think the star had already quite faded. But yeah, we're going back, dude. Like two thousand. That which seems like it was just yesterday, and it was twenty two years ago. So, my gosh, I'm getting old, dude. Boy, there's been a lot of conference realignment. <laughs> Across those twenty-two years, um, <laughs> and my guy Chuck is getting married. Really? Congratulations! Congrats, Chuck Stickle. What's that commercial? Have you heard that commercial for the general or something like that? Uh, the only difference is he's on number three. It's and, you know Chuck and I, we've got a little bit of a depth chart there. But congrats, Chuck. I'm happy for you, man. You Best almost have to life. take a breath in between Chuck and Stickle because it's like yeah, you got to be careful. I don't want to say anything and where I cuss. Well, no, it just kind of sounds like popsicle. It's like Chuck Stickle, right? It's very good. I didn't even think about that. I love my man Chuck. Uh, off the air, Comfort Solutions text line quickly. Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day to kick off hour number three. Um, nine one three. You guys are forgetting. Georgia Tech. The Big Ten has wanted them for a long time. They bring in a huge television market. Um, I, I like this from Douglas Miles, though, because when we talk about market v. TV and, and those types of we conversations. We still owe T-Row a Kansas conversation. We, we do. And, and, in fact, I texted a counter to T-Row on that to see what he says. Uh, but Douglas Miles, this is a great take, Douglas. The landscape has gone from TV markets with cable subscribers – to schools with big enough brands to add streaming subscribers. Put that tweet in the Hall of Fame. He's right. But then in that, too, I think, I I do think a TV market matters. I really do. I do. Yeah, TV streaming, I mean, it's all, just toss it under one umbrella now. Top five stories of the day next right here on The Plank Show.